0: Leadership with Pastor Carlos will take you from being an ordinary leader to a passionate leader. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you would like to learn
1: more information about Pastor Carlos's ministry, please visit our website, iChurchOKA.com. Hey guys, God bless you. This is Pastor Carlos Rodriguez with the Carlos Rodriguez Leadership Podcast, and I am... Today, I'm switching roles. We normally have the awesome Nate, but today I'm switching and I'm doing it myself because I brought a guest in. And a guest is somebody that I look up to very much. He's a great young leader, entrepreneurial mind. He's a great uh, always studying leadership. And he he's, he's proven himself. And I, I don't follow leaders that don't prove themselves because anybody could talk about leadership. But I like listening to people that actually did what they said they were going to do and he's the living proof of that and it's um not just he's he's not just a full-time staff member on my team but he is also um I am blessed to have him as my son and he um his name is Josué Rodriguez and he comes in to our staff and he works um with our youth group and it exploded it grew I mean just leaps and bounds um in a span of 3 years he took it from 0 to doing events that I've held up to 300 kids in one night and on an average from 80 to 100 kids every weekend and he just started this less than a year and a half ago even though he was ministering to them a while back and that turned into his own campus and now he's a campus leader which is almost like a pastor to a congregation and just last week they had over 200 people in that and he just started that just started less less than a year ago so I really believe that he knows how to work with youth way better than I do, and I I feed off of his leadership, and I wanted him to come on today, because I think there's a lot of leaders out there, and pastors, and ministers, that, that just and parents that want to know, hey, how do I work with my youth? So Josue, um, thank you for being with us, and we, we're going to do a really short, we try to keep it to 15, 20 minutes, we want to use everybody's time very efficiently, so I want you to share, first of all, my first question for you is, is what. Why, why do you work with youth?
0: Well, first of all, Pastor, thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. I'm super excited to, to be here and be able to, to do this. But uh, to me, I do youth, and I, my passion is to do youth, going straight to the point, to be time efficient. Because I believe strongly that, I don't only believe, I know that it's the church of tomorrow, it's the church of tomorrow. The youth of today are the church of tomorrow. Same with kids. The kids of today are the youth of tomorrow. And the less time that we spend on the youth of today is like not spending time with the youth of tomorrow. And by not giving time to youth and, and putting passion and effort and money and budgeting into youth, what, we're, what you do is that you set up a, 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 a date of your death. With your mm-hmm. church, you pretty much said, okay, this is the day that my church is going to die. This is my day that my church is going to stop. You put an age limit to your church and to your ministry. And so um, I am extremely blessed to be in iChurch because I just believes in youth and believes in generations. And uh, I'm happy to be able to lead in a church that actually supports that mindset. But I would encourage every person out there that's listening to this that because you don't even you don't necessarily have to be a youth leader, have, have to have a youth group to believe and encourage and support this vision and this 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 line of thought, this concept that every time that you see a youth, try to spend some time into him, invest in his life, invest in her life, because they're going to be the ones that take over tomorrow and uh, lead this organization and this movement of, of Christianity.
1: Okay, now that's good. What you just said there, that's, that's really good. Um, when we talk about mentoring and investing, um, what – what are the things that, like, give us an example of a, a role, a dad, a pastor, things that they could do, things that that, that you say, listen, I, you work with youth day in, day out. They're all around you. They're in your office. They're there all the time. Give me some ideas that you would, like, if you were to give advice to, to, let's start with a parent, then let's go to a pastor, okay? I think you kind of touched pastors already. I'm backing up the ministry. But but what would you recommend to a parent? How can he invest in his kids? What's the best way to get them? You know them. What are they thinking? What are they talking about? What do they need? What are the steps they should do? What mistakes have we committed?
0: To me, uh, uh people usually usually I, I get this question a lot and people usually freak out around this question, around this topic like what can I do? Youth are so hard to work with and, and they really are. They really are hard to work with and I don't think there's a specific solution or a specific steps that you can go through to really um, get into the circle of relationship with a youth, but the one, there's a couple of things that really, really help. And the one thing is to know that, um, it's not that hard. That's the one thing the first thing that you have to have in your mind is that it's not that hard because the level of expectancy that they have over you is not high we think he's high and we say, we say to ourselves that it's high and that's when we are pretty much going into destruction because we start answering questions that they're not even asking mm. or uh, thinking and going into topics that they don't even want to go to. Is not hard. So just having that preset mindset that uh, it's not really that hard, their expectancies are not as high as you think they are, is crucial because you won't make that many mistakes. You won't put pressure, unneeded pressure over you. Um, so that's one of them. another thing that's really really helpful when when you're helping when when youth um i think it's crazy, but the amount of uh i don't know I don't even know how to call this uh, uh hypocritical thermometer or whatever the meter the level that yeah. that claims um in the in the youth of today is crazy. they can call and they can really 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 know when somebody is uh it's not being real. When somebody's being fake, they can Faking. tell. Yeah, they can tell super, super quick. So when somebody... So the second thing... That's good. Summarized is you got to be honest. You just got to be honest with them. You got to be who you are with them. Tell them what you like. Tell them what you don't like. They don't want you to be like them. They want you to be like you. Um, and people usually misunderstand that and think, okay, to be able to get to my son, I got to learn how to play basketball. Or to get to my son, I got to do this or I got to do that. No, you, you just got to be yourself and find a middle ground just like you do with your employee and just like you do with your wife. And yes, it's good for you to find something that interests each other. And if you can find something that make an effort to reach them at their level. And when they see that they're going to make an effort to reach you at your level. But so those are the two main things. is don't have that many high expectancies um, upon yourself because they don't have them over yourself. And just be honest, just be honest, just be who you are. And, they're going to they're going to
1: flow they're going to go behind okay. you so what you're saying is if if I, my kid plays basketball what you're saying is uh, what you're you're not saying that i don't have to go with him to this game or what you're saying is i don't have to become an nba champ right i don't have to be with him right or of course. or do you do you think i still have to like back him up
0: yeah, yeah no you definitely definitely supporting is is key to any relationship that that person feels um, not only to the youth, but to every relationship, they need to feel like you're supporting what they do and who they are. And okay, that is, good. that is, that, that, that hey, definitely is a must. L-
1: let's go into, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in here a little bit. Let's, let's go into the nitty gritty. All right. Let's talk about the dirty secrets now. All right. Um, what, what are the things that you've seen that ministries, pastors, leaders, or parents do wrong that hurt the spiritual life of the kids that surround them, because everybody says, "Oh, it is what I hear all the time." Everybody says, "Oh, nobody, nobody wants to, no, no no youth wants to go to church," and you got this place packed with kids all over the place. They're all over. I, I walk out, they're in the hallway, they're in the bathroom, they're everywhere. I gotta kick you guys out. I literally gotta kick you and your team and your people out of here because they will not leave the freaking building. My question to you is. there's a lie there then because there are people saying they don't want to come but yours want to come yours want to live in this building yours want to be in the church every single day so my question to you is you know obviously you already talked about what you've done that has been successful and it's going to be helpful for a lot of people but what do you see that sometimes hurts your journey what do parents do what do pastors do what do church leaders do that that You know, you say, man, I've seen this, or this really hurts him spiritually, or I see parents doing this. Can you think of at least one thing?
0: For me, the number one thing, there's more, but the number one thing that I've seen repeatedly time after time after time, I'm sure that if I do a statistic, it's going to be 100% right there. It's going to be super high. And that is that parents and church leaders, et cetera, et cetera, tend to put more importance to their ministry and their thing mm. than to the kids or the youth thing. And that destroys in their mind because, again, they sense that um, hypocritical aspect of a person. Like, how come every time that my dad has a meeting or every time that there is a, a marriage conference or a Bible study or something that is out of their interest or out of their convenience, we have to go, we have to be there on time, we have to to dress up and everything. But then every time that there's something to my convenience, I have to leave early or I'll be there late or it's not that important. Or if my parents don't feel like it, they just won't take me because they're tired. And when they see that, um, it just makes them not want to go at all because they don't see that level of support that we were talking about. As far as everything that's part of church that is for you should be, that is for the youth should be a priority to the church leaders, and should be a priority to the pa- to the parents. Everything that is a church activity for the youth needs to be a priority. and needs to be important to the parents and to the church leaders as much as it is to the it's youth. Curtain. And when they don't see that, then they don't... They start caring less and less and less. And the youth that we have here, something that I've encouraged all the parents to do, um, and so all the church leaders to do, and we do, is that whenever there is an activity, whenever there is a... an event, or a a youth service, every church leader needs to back up that event or that youth service, and every parent needs to back up that event as much as the kid does.
1: Does backing up mean they should go to the event?
0: No, 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 (laughs) not at all, not at all. Backing up means they shouldn't go. (laughs) Backing up means that they should bring their youth, and, uh, and they should support it as much as possible, whether it is monetarily, or whether it is with time, or whether it is with with, uh, with donating um something. Uh, okay, but that okay. the youth see... Supporting, all right. Yeah, that's the youth cool. see, he got out of his way for my thing. That church leader, the pastor, got out of his way for so to do something for me. These people must really love me. And that's what, again, the hypocritical level is is, is thrown out of... Okay. Throw, get kicked out of the way. Okay, last
1: two questions. I'll let you go. Just so you guys know, he is not on a script. He is literally sitting in a chair and he's, he's just giving me this... Like right off the top of his head, there are no pre-questions given to him. I'm giving him the questions on the moment, just so you guys can know. And it's pretty impressive. But here's the last two things. Number one, from a biblical perspective, is there you know is there anything that comes to mind that you could? Because like, you know some people are listening saying, "Oh, that's cool advice," but you know biblically, is it important? You know, you know, I, I, we, everybody wants to work with youth, but come on, there's other needs. We need to feed the poor. We need to give the children. We need to. You know, what inspires you? What is there in the Bible or what has come to your what comes to your mind? What do you think about that you could say, man, listen, this is this is important. It's not just a thing I'm making up out of my mind. It's in scripture. You should hold on to this.
0: For me, the number one thing that that I've held on in my personal life as a youth and as a youth leader, um, and it's really impacted me, especially in the last couple of months, because every time I look at it, I look at it from a different perspective. Um, and it might be predictable, it might be not, but it's it's Timothy. If Timothy the relationship between Timothy and Paul especially in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 12 when he tells him don't let anyone look down on you because of your youth because of your age and what mm. this verse implies which has hit me more and more especially lately is that Paul doesn't say um uh people will not look that people will look at you because of your age or people will not look at you because of your age he says don't let people or anyone look down on you because of your age so it's not really a uh I don't really see it as uh as a statement. I see it as a command. I see it as an action that requires that it is required not only from the youth but also from the from the youth leaders, it also from the pastor, from the pastor, from the parents for them so the way that they treat them I'm not looking down on you because of your age. The responsibility and the freedom that I'm giving to you with church things and with non-church things is not me looking down on you because of your age. And on the youth aspect of it, they can't allow people to look down at them because of your age. It is a command. They can't allow it. And a lot of people misunderstand this when I say this, when I say it that way, don't allow anybody to look down on you because of your age. They feel like all of a sudden they have this right for the youth and some pastors and some parents that they have a right to yell at anybody that comes and looks down upon them because of their age or to, 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 to fuss at somebody that looks down upon them because of their age. That, that In my opinion, that's not what it's saying. When it says don't let anybody look down on your, upon your age, it's not a right that you have. It is an action that you need. Therefore, let me give you an example. It's not somebody's looking down at me because I'm a youth, so they don't let me use this room. The way that I don't let them look down on me is not by telling them, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 12 says, no, 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 no. The way that I don't let them look down on me because of my age is that I take care of the room as a youth. I make sure that the room is safe. I make sure that the room is clean when I'm done with it. I make sure that the room has a good atmosphere. And so then when the people look at me and they're going to look down upon me because of their age, they can't. I didn't let them because I had good actions. I didn't let them because I proved myself. They say, "Oh, you can't do this," and it's a story of my life. You can't do this because you're too young. Actually, I can. I did it last week, and I did it correctly. You know, and that is the most important thing biblically for parents and for youth. Is for both of them for parents not to let people look down upon your kid by training them with good discipline, and for pastors as well, and for youth not to let down, not to let people look down on you by not giving them any strings to pull. Making sure that you are always right and, and, and good.
1: Last words to wrap it up. You're going to close it and then I'll just dismiss it. If you, you're, you're obviously married, you're, you have your life, you, you, you're a happy man. You, you're going to look back one day at what you're doing today and the lives you touched. Um, what does it mean to you? What do you think you're, you know, 20 years from now, when you look at what you're doing now? How important do you think you'll look at this moment in your life um, what does it you know how how did it impact you to do this? how is it impacting you right now what does it mean to you how does your heart throb how do you feel you know and um, and and I ask you that because my intention is first of all to know your heart and see how it inspires the people that are listening that are maybe want to give up on ministry or children' youth ministry or children's ministry or or a f- Pastor that's frustrated, or a leader that's upset, or a dad that says, "Man, I don't know what to do with my kid." You know, when you look at these kids when they walk in the building, you know, I know you get tired. I know they give you a lot of work, but at the end of the day, when you look at them, how would you feel if they were not there? If it, if this was never a part of your life?
0: To me, um, being a, a youth leader and doing, taking on this journey that I've taken on for the last couple years. Um, has meant everything because it has taught me um, so much in life, and the thing that it has taught me the most is that I feel like my calling in life. Um, for me, calling and ministry are two different things. We're not going to go into that, but I feel like my calling in life, um, what God called me to do every day of my life when I wake up for my house, for my wife, for my kids, um, my future kids. I don't have kids yet, but for for my car, for everything, everything that I that I that I do. I do because I feel like God has called me in life to lift and to redeem. Mm-hmm. To lift and to redeem. And that's that's the thing that I ask myself, how can I how can I lift this and how can I redeem this? And what better place to do it than with the millennials? I feel so much passion for the millennials and for this youth generation because um the expectancy over this generation more than any other generation in the past is to fail. Is to it's to is to is to, uh, to to mess up and 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 to uh, Just let the ball drop in society. And then when I come to church and I see so many youth serving, when I come to church and I see so many youth doing good, when I see um, uh, youth in the soundboard and I see youth as ushers and I see youth in welcoming and I see youth doing all these things and it all started with a small youth group meeting together and, uh, and a passionate young guy not knowing what he's doing, just telling them, follow Jesus with all your heart. When I see that, I'm lifting, I'm helping to lift and to redeem this new generation. And that tomorrow, the church, because of what we're doing now, all the youth leaders that are out there, because of what we're doing now, that tomorrow the church can expand and the kingdom can advance and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit can be stronger than ever. But it all starts with youth groups today, with youth leaders today that won't give up no matter how hard it is. And with parents today that won't give up on their youth and find the right person with the right church that can tap into their kids It all starts today. Tomorrow starts today, and that's why I love my job so much.
1: Man, that was greatly said. You're awesome, bro. We appreciate your time. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for dedicating. I know you're very busy and you dedicated time to everybody that's listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in one more time. Um, Look forward to our next um, leadership podcast. Um, It's going to help you not just in ministry but with your family. Thank you Jose, for being with us. Um, We bless you out there. See you guys later. Bye.